0: So that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Thank you for coming to our site. While you're here, if you can like and subscribe and share our content, we're trying to grow. And for those who would like to comment, make comments and I will gladly answer i uh, do the best I can to make sure that we have an engaged audience. If there's something you guys would like me to talk about and to teach about, just let me know and we can do that as well, because I love sharing the Word of God. And for those who would like to support us financially, there are links also provided for that. And I appreciate everything that you can give, and I thank you so much. It is an honor to serve, and I look forward to continue bringing you guys good content. Good morning and welcome to my morning rant. This morning I want to look at Jesus' call. Yesterday we looked at the Father, and we saw that uh, in Genesis chapter 3, verses 9. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? And today uh, we are going to look at a call that Jesus had sent out as well. Uh, While he was here on the planet Earth. And we will see from his vantage point what that call is and what it consists of. Jesus answered, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And so that is Jesus' call to us, and he labeled it straight out. He said, The Father said, Where are you? Jesus said, uh, where the sinners are, man, he, you know, I'm, where, where, where the sinners. And so he's, his call is to all you sinners out there. And I was a part of that crowd. And we have studied here and we saw that people's mind uh, kind of quantify uh, the degree of sin in their mind. And because they have quantified their sin, it is keeping them from coming to god which is really uh interesting way to look at it but that's how we have been um conditioned by the devil uh to think of it that way and because we think of it that way we find ourselves suffering and in uh dying and going to hell basically but i wanted to show you yesterday that the father has a call where are you and jesus said he has a call as well. Jesus answered, um, it is not the healthy who, he, who needs a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but I've come to call sinners to repentance. And so I, this message is for all you guys that are out there that are thinking and have that thought in your head that you have gone so far that God is not going to accept you or Jesus. And Jesus said, is saying, he says, wait a minute, buddy, I, I came exactly for you because I'm coming for sinners. I'm not coming for those folks that are claiming to be righteous. You know who they are. And we're going to take a look at some of those guys and see what a picture of them looks like in the Bible because Jesus does give an example of what that looks like back there, especially with that type of thinking that um those so-called christians and religious folks have and we know all around the world you see them um parading in their glory and uh not understanding that none of that makes any difference when it comes to god the father and the lord jesus christ so all you sinners all you guys at the other place we saw yesterday that uh they, they were crying to the Father, they were crying to him, it says when they were at their lowest pit, um when they were in their distress here, Jesus just lump it all in there and call us sinners. All you guys, the ones that are quantifying their sin, you are in that group. What a great grouping God came for you. Jesus Himself came for you. So Here is what he declares that, um, you know, uh, what he wants to do for you. And how he has set up this way by which you are now going to gain access. And since you're a sinner, how you are going to get to him so that you could stand before God? And we've talked about that yesterday from God's vantage point. But we're looking at Jesus today. Uh, That is Luke chapter 18, verses 10 through 14. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee. One was the religious ones, you know. Uh, this is the guys that were laid out with their beautiful-looking um, uh, uh, clothing, if you will, and their robes and so forth. And they are now presenting to themselves in church or before gone. So let's take a look at these religious boys. And the other... Was a despised tax collector back in the day. And even today, you know, we, we don't like the IRS that much because you know how it is. They're coming after our money. But God, Jesus pulls up the, the, the coin and he says, "Who's who, who whose face is on that? He says, give unto Caesar what is Caesar. So that's good enough for you and I. That means that we got to pay our taxes, boys. So we can't get away with it. So we see now these, uh, this guy that is coming here is one of a tax collector. And in those days, when you read the Word of God, you'll see those boys have a bad rap all day long, those tax-collected boys. So the Pharisees stood by himself and prayed this prayer. So Jesus Christ is going to give us a picture of what the religious folks look like. And I've seen this before, man. I've seen these guys in their Sunday best standing in church. Um, this is also for uh, major religions. It's also for evangelical churches. I know some of the best sinners are in there. I was one of them. I was there in my suit looking good, um, praying this kind of prayer until the Holy Spirit smacked me over the head and uh, reminded me that I'm just a tax collector and I need to come the right way. So here's this boy, he says, um, he prays this prayer. I thank you, Lord, God, that I am not like other people. Have you heard these guys pray? Oh my God, it's beautiful. Uh, Cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I am certainly not like uh, the tax collector over there. I'm certainly not like them sinners you know, I have fasted twice a week and I give you a tenth of my income. I am a tither all day long, Lord. Yeah. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dare not even look up. He didn't lift his eyes. So we see the two mindset of these guys and the posture also. See, one is broken. One recognizes, as they say, who they are. I am a sinner. You got to recognize who you are. And when he recognized who he was, he tells us that he didn't even lift his eyes up to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beats his chest in sorrow, saying, he's broken. Oh God, be merciful to me for I am a sinner. He recognized who he was. The religious guys didn't have a clue who he was. And Jesus said in verse 14, I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, because the Pharisee doesn't believe he's a sinner, he doesn't know, he doesn't have any clue of who he is. And it tells us that, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who are exalted themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. You know what humility looks like to God? To recognize that you are a sinner. According to that story, Jesus said, that man who recognized who he was, that humbleness. And because God saw his humbleness and heard his prayer, O God, be merciful to me. And we have studied about God's mercy. We've looked at that mercy. He is the father of mercies, the Bible tells us. For he says, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. And God says, that man is a humble man. It also tells us that he beat his chest in sorrow. He recognized that he couldn't do what he think he should be doing. And he needed some help outside of himself. And he knew that that help can only come from God Almighty. And the Bible tells us, that God is a merciful God. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile. And I am recording this message on my phone. I'm literally on my Mint phone. Why? Because fancy recording studios cost money. And if we spent money on things like that, we couldn't offer you screaming deals. Like if you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of your plans, even unlimited. Visit MintMobile.com slash switch. Limited time new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See MintMobile.com for details. And he's waiting for that. So you see, when we look at that uh, ser- that teaching yesterday where God said, where are you? When we see here in this story about this particular tax collector, he recognized who he was. And he cried on to God and he says, here I am. I am a sinner. And the Bible says, God looked at him and says, oh, that's, that's the one. Because the Bible tells us if you search the Lord with all your heart, he will be found. Why? Because you have come to the end of your rope and you know that there is only one person that can do anything for you. And so Jesus came for you. He came for you. He says, Sinners, are you a sinner? That man recognized that he was a sinner and he called himself who he was. Recognizing who he was, give rise to the fact that he knew he needed something and he needed God's mercy. Let's take a look at Galatians chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. For as many as are the works of the law are under a curse. For as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse. I read that twice because I want to take you back to the man the Pharisee. Because this Pharisee guy, he was standing there about all the works that he has done, and he was reciting it. He stood before, he stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not like other people. Especially this one over there, you know. But he now begins to go in and he says, I am not like them cheaters. I am surely not like those sinners over there, one of them. I am not an adultery. I certainly am not like that guy over there. And I fast twice a week, and I give my tithes and offering. done, and here is this man boasting about all that he has done, his works. And the Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 3, verses 10, For as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse. That Pharisee is a curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law. You break one, and you're under a curse, even if you did all the rest of them. And so it is written that you have to do, abide by all things in the book, written in the book of the law, to perform them. Now that no one is justified by the law before God is evident. We prove it every day. All of those people, those religious folks, approving that they cannot be justified by God, by, by their works. Yet, they believe in their heart of heart that they are close to God, and they are a hundred miles away from him, because they don't even recognize that they are a sinner, and they are not humble. They're standing in pride, and they think and believe in their heart of heart, that they're close to God. And not knowing, the Bible says, they have a form of godliness, but they don't know Him. And so they are in their form of godliness. You stand there with all your work, and you're telling everybody all your good stuff. And the Bible tells us that you are under a curse. And that's why these people don't read this book. I I know, I see a lot of Christians, you know, are people calling to be, suddenly, you know, crying and screaming that they're, a white evangelical Christian. I actually saw this guy is now telling people about who he is. He says, "I am a white evangelical Christian." And I, I looked at him and I said, "Wow!" I asked him. I said, "Do you believe in the Jewish Messiah or do you believe in the white Messiah? Because if you're going to talk like that, I need to know which one of these uh, Messiah you're talking about. Do you are you talking about your the Jewish Messiah?" Or you good or you got yourself a white messiah, and I believe they got their white messiah, and we know he's blonde hair and blue eyes, so they gotta do that. But the Jewish Messiah don't even talk to us like that. He says all oh, there is no difference in me, Jew, black, yellow, green, orange. He doesn't care. All he cares about is that you become humble and recognize that you are a sinner. Now let me tell you. What the Bible says is about this thing that they are so proud of when they are doing their stuff and walking in pompous and and before God and, and pray oh Father and all this nonsense. Let me show you what the Bible says the purpose of that law was. Romans chapter three verses twenty and that is why these ignorant people are taking all these people straight to hell with their nonsense. And their their. Um, the Bible says, if you do not preach the gospel, if you preach a different gospel, you are under a curse. And we're seeing that. And they're preaching work. Works is another gospel. And we just read that it's a cursed uh, gospel. So let's take a look and see what Romans chapter 3, verses 20, 22, and how it deals and speak to this subject about one's work for no person will be justified and we know what that is just as if they have never sinned and so forth that's how we we clarify that when we talk about it for no person will be justified made righteous acquitted and judged acceptable in his sight by observing the works prescribed by the law for the real function of the law is to make men recognize and be conscious of sin, and not a mere perception of sin, but an acquaintance with sin, which works towards repentance and holy character. The purpose of the law, was to make man acquaintance with sin, to so for him to see it, and see himself, and recognize that he is a sinner, like that tax collector. And once he recognized that, the Bible says something happened to him. And let's look at verses twenty-two, namely, the righteousness of God was, which comes by believing. Okay, with personal trust. And confidence and reliance on Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And it is meant for all who believe. For there is no distinction. There is no distinction in white, black, green, Jew, Gentile. There is no distinction. Everyone has to have this. It says, namely, the righteousness of God, and we know what that is. That is God's faith, right? Uh, God said to Abraham, Abraham believed God, and God accredited it to him as righteousness. Namely, the faith of God, which comes by believing, which with a personal trust and confidence, relying on Jesus Christ, the Messiah, he is the one for you who believe on him and in him, because he is calling you. He said, said, I didn't come for those people that are healed. I came for the sinners. And so I'm looking at you guys who are sinners and tell you that you can't work your way to this one. You're going to have to come and you're going to have to trust and you're going to have to believe him. Because the Bible says that there is no other name given to man whereby man can be saved except uh, Jesus Christ, nothing under the heaven. And we talked about him saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now let's see what Jesus says and what he promises those sinners that recognizes who they are and humble themselves and cry unto God. Acts chapter 4 verses 12. And there is salvation in no other name, for there is no other name on the heaven given amongst men by which man can be saved. Acts chapter 2, verses 21. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. Romans chapter 10, verses 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Acts 22. And now, why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sin, calling on his name. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. It dictates and tells it that we walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world, for our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary but imitate them who, through faith and patience, inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe, and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, cast box, overcast and many more